Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. Welcome to the new year, 2021. <laughs> you know, hopefully this is a better year for everybody. But how was the new year for you? Uh, it was good. I th- we brought it in um, over a, a video call, just like responsible people across the country, I'm sure. Um, and, <laughs> and stayed home. Um, so, yeah. Well, very Christmas. <laughs> What's that? So we won't talk about Christmas. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hope everyone's safe and everyone's well. Um, even though it's a new year, I guess same problems. Um, <laughs> the virus is still out here. It's still kicking. There's new strains popping up. Um, I feel like we're in that in-between time. Thanos has snapped and <laughs> it hasn't been undone yet. Yeah, it's it's the five year time, five right. year time period. Um, but yeah, happy new year to everybody. We're still dealing with this virus. I mean, I had firsthand experience with it. So um, yeah, definitely be safe. I mean, it's nothing to play around with. But the movie that we're gonna do today is Wonder Woman 1984. So of course we have Gal Gadot coming back as Wonder Woman. Uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, Chris Pine somehow as Steve Trevor. Somehow. Um, <laughs> well, if you watch the first movie, then you would you would wonder why he's back in this movie. But uh, Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord, and I think those are the main characters. Now, this film, um, it's kind of hard to get a a really good synopsis of this movie without really going into spoilers, but I'm just going to read the description. So Diana Prince lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, an era of excess driven by the pursuit of having it all. Though she's come into her full powers, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic acts incognito. But soon Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself scoring off against Maxwell Lard and the Cheetah. Uh, so what did you get from Wonder Woman 1984? I think this was definitely a regular movie with a superhero star and not a superhero movie. Um, I think the definition or the description is pretty accurate um, to the film. Um, it's interesting how it all plays out. It, of course, occurs in the timeline before, you know, Batman v Superman and Justice League and all that kind of stuff. And it's unfortunate that it only occurs in that order theoretically and not in real life. Because I feel like this would have been a great, if the DC Universe, if, you know, we had started with Wonder Woman and gotten this movie next in like an actual filmography timeline, um, I feel like we'd be in a better place. But... Instead, it feels like we're jumping around the timeline, and for some reason, her movies are more well thought out and put together. Um, and it doesn't, her character doesn't make sense in the real life future movies, I guess, well, the real life past movies and in this, in the, the theatrical future. That makes sense. If you watch all the films, it's like very confusing because they keep jumping around this timeline. And unfortunately, her character suffers um, story arc wise um, because it's like she has two different story arcs. Um, and I, I'll talk more about that and Trevor and um, towards the end. But it was it was it was watchable. It was it was a nice film, a little more history. Um, watchable. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't say I um I, hmm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. We already know how you feel. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that I enjoyed it for the most part, but um, once I took a step back and 
try to start reflecting on it and um it's it just started to become a little bit of a mess um now i think any normal person who doesn't really critique movies would really enjoy this because of the vibrant colors mm -hmm. um the 1984 trend that everybody's trying to follow now with these movies um and it's getting kind of old at this point and for this movie it was kind of unnecessary to have this in the 80s um because that that's all it was just for the look of the 80s this this movie could have taken place at any time period for the most part um but yeah i mean i i think the movie kind of does a little bit too much and it's a little bit too long and some of it could have been cut especially the first 15 <laughs> 20 minutes it was very long <laughs> it was very long yeah um but I I was thinking that this movie would be a, a jump forward for Wonder Woman. Like I, I thought that I would enjoy this one better than the first one, but it's almost equal to me. Um, but for different reasons. Um I, I feel like the first one I mean, I, I'm not really into older movies that much, so that's why I I thought that one was a little boring to me, the first one. And this one, even though it still does take back take place in a previous time period, um, the eighties are closer to um, where we are right now, and um, I do like the theme of it, but as far as how it all comes together, I don't think it all works. I so I, I think the movie works for itself. I mean, I you're right. I mean, going back in time and filming things in past periods is a thing that's never going to go away. Um, I think this one actually did a really good job of placing it in the 80s and making the movie even feel like it was in the 80s. Like Even like the um, cinematography of it, I feel like they had some filters on there, some editing that made it feel like it was an 80s movie. Um, I, you know, it, at some parts it felt a little cartoony with her lasso, but even then I thought about it and it really felt like I was watching a really old movie. And I thought that was pretty neat. I mean, I think it's very intentional. Um, it's an easy way to make things look a little cheesier, I think. But uh, at times, it definitely felt like that old movie. And it did a really good job as being an old movie that we saw in 2020, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> but HD camera lens. <laughs> right, right. HD camera lens, but it's still a little tint to it as if it were maybe on VHS or something like that. Um, the storyline makes sense I, it, it's hard because the storyline i feel like makes sense if you ignore the rest of the dc films um because a lot of growth that happens in this movie and in the first one that just is ignored because it didn't exist yet in the other films which is unfortunate um i think you know captain marvel suffered from the same thing playing in the future before her movie came out so she didn't really have an identity in the movie um but this one it's even worse because there's more to watch um and I'm curious to see how the next Captain Marvel movie deals with that. Um, but yeah, uh, the storyline was that same old, I feel like DC is very cartoony and, and they're hard to adapt for modern day. So their whole antagonist based on that rock was very like cartoony and not very explained because you can't because it's, it's it just it's where DC is fatally flawed for adaptation to modern day. Um, it makes I, I it agree. good, but it doesn't work for today. Yeah, I agree, especially with the um, characters having to have an alter ego whenever they don't wear a mask or anything. Right, it makes it hard to separate that person from uh, the superhero. Like people aren't going to notice exactly who that is. Oh, that's Diana Prince. She's um, the Amazonian who's been running around for the last, what, 70 years right. since uh, was it World War One. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to tell if people know who Wonder Woman is. Um, or did they just forget? Like, like, what? Yeah, and I mean, she... She openly works out, I mean, not works out, but works in like some archaeological artifact place where everybody knows her, but she also, you know, comes out in person and fights, you know, and Wonder Woman, I don't think she's ever worn a mask, but people don't make that connection. There's kind of like a loose connection because um, 
Cheetah or Kristen Wiig's character eventually, you know, she finds out who she is. I'm, well, it's kind of hard to tell if she already knew who she was. I don't think she did. Um, because I mean, she got you know, things happen, and she says the line, "Well." Um, I didn't realize being like you came with so many extra abilities, something like that. So she didn't know until towards the end. Um, but even still, after that, you're right. She didn't really have a secret identity because everyone can see who she is, clearly. I mean, but that's that's how her character is built. I mean, it's just... She does a little spin in a telephone box and no one knows who she She didn't even do the glasses like Superman in the comics. She just puts on a onesie. Um <laughs> it's unidentifiable. So it's that's but that but that you have to accept that for, for these films. They're not gonna make sense in that way, um, because it's classic DC. Classic DC. Yes, but um that's not even one of the biggest problems. But let's go ahead and get into it. So um, this movie starts out with this big, giant um, Olympic type of uh, competition where we have a young Diana, and I think, well, I'm kind of confused on the hierarchy of how they work, but was that her mother that was talking to her, trying to give her that lesson? Um, her mother was at the top of the thing watching. The one down towards the bottom was like her mentor. Oh, okay. They they, they look very similar. They look almost identical. On. I'm <laughs> <laughs> confused. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, Diana is like the youngest one. I think she may be like maybe 10 years old and she's, um, well, long story short, she cheats, but the mentor stops her and is like, okay, um, we don't, you don't need to make, you don't need to take shortcuts with this. You know, we, this is me teaching you a lesson. So, um, you can do better in the future, but, this whole first scene doesn't really connect with the rest of the movie. It's just there just to be a great action scene, I think. Well, it connects at the very end. The one line. One line. A, a whole, what, 20 minute montage of a competition for one line that you could have just <laughs> said instead of shown. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have connected some other points later on in the movie, like not dealing with that, like connect some of those dots that were left out for the the rest of the movie, because there's, there's a lot that's just left out in this. Um, I mean, I feel like, but you know, we get past that and we jump to 1984 and it's just wonder woman, just randomly coming in, being a superhero, uh, stopping this heist. These guys were stealing, what was it the stone at the time? What, were they trying to steal that at the time? Um no, no. It was a jewelry store who had a black market. Oh, it wasn't the stone itself, I think. They were stealing other things, but the stones were covered in that robbery. Okay. Like they All weren't right. looking for the stone. Okay, yeah, I know there had to be some connection. But um also Wonder Woman says a line that I thought was a shot at. Batman, um, which is like, I, I hate guns. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was a shot at Batman. Um, if anything, it was just a little positivity message about gun violence and a not as good line as, um, as in Black Panther, where uh, head of security pulls at that staff and she goes, uh, oh, Americans and their guns. So primitive. Right. That was a, that was a cool okay. line. Um, and I feel like this was like their version of it. And it just didn't, wasn't as good. No, I mean, I, I just thought of it as a shot at Batman because he's killing people. But that didn't happen yet in this timeline. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like the director putting that line in like, you shouldn't be using guns. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I thought too hard about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that that was a good action scene, I guess, but um, really nothing comes of that. But we do meet Maxwell Lord, and he's basically this man who's on TV that everybody thinks is very famous and um, you know rich and has a lot of power. But 
really, he doesn't have anything. His business is going down the drain. He's, he's in danger of losing everything. And also his son, but he wants to make his son very proud. Um, but he has nothing. And I'm going to kind of skip forward here, but um, Christian Wig is involved with uh, Gal Gadot's character, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. By, they, they work at the same place. And Matt, uh, Christian Wig, and she's the one who has this rock, but she doesn't think anything of it. Um, but he ends up stealing it from her, even though she says later on in the movie, Oh, yeah, well, he bought it from me. Like, they never showed that. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, I guess, they, no, they, whatever, they never showed it, no. Yeah, because he, he seduces Christian Wig to get the, the stone. Like, because, I mean, she's, she doesn't have any confidence. Um, the, the stone, uh, you can, it's basically like a genie, um, except it's unlimited. You can wish for anything that you want, except it's going to take something from you in return. Um, and that's what Maxwell Lord wants. But both Wonder Woman and Christian Wiggs character, they both wish on the stone uh, and accidentally end up getting what they wish for because they didn't, they didn't know that it worked like that. So with this wish, um, Wonder Woman gets Steve Trevor back, um, weirdly. And then Christian Wig, she wishes that she's like Wonder Woman. Now, the way that she was describing Wonder Woman, I was thinking that she might have been uh, a lesbian. <laughs> the way that she was like, oh, I wish I was like, I wish I was, you know, sexy and strong. And I was like, hmm. There's a line of it admiring um, okay. that I, I think was going on there. I'm trying to think of a similar example. Um but I don't, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily have gotten those vibes. I'm trying to think. I, I know Poison Ivy in the comics is. I don't think cheated. Well, at least it's never implied to my knowledge that she is. But um, no, I mean, I guess he did never pay for the stone. Maybe he just seduced her. I guess getting it wasn't really a huge plot point. Um, he just had to get it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's interesting that the stone. Because in a way, she didn't ask for what she got. Um, she was happy with it, I guess. But the powers and whatnot, she didn't necessarily explicitly say anything like that. Um, it was more so those attributes of just looking at the person that you see, not anything else. But the stone, I guess, is one of those things. It's like uh, the the genie's lamp. Um, I'll get what you what I tell you you're going to get. You're going to like it, um, is what kind of happened there. And I and I think even some of it was a little bit exaggerated. I get because she was more than what Wonder Woman or Diana was. She because Diana didn't really cause it attention or a crowd or get you know those extra things like they kind of really harped on whenever she took on their wish. Yeah, and one thing they they don't make clear is that the stone will take something from you. At least I didn't get that until later on, especially when it came to Wonder Woman. Because she started losing her powers slowly. But anytime anybody else loses something, they're, let's say they make a wish and they lose something, they lose that immediately. But she loses her powers slowly. Right. Plot device. Just whatever's convenient. <laughs> um, with Christian Wig, I guess she just loses her character. Um, because she was very nice and um, did anything that anybody said, but after she got her powers, that's when she started to become mean. Mm-hmm. Um, she just turns into a different person. So I, I guess that, that's what she lost. But um, for Maxwell Lord, his wish was to become the stone so he can grant wishes to everybody else and in return receive their whatever he wanted, their best thing. Right. Um, now, what did he lose? Even though he wished he 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 was the stone. Um, I th- I think they he lost his connection with his son. I think is what they were alluding to. Um, if not his health. Um, but um, and even that one wasn't as direct as everyone else losing things. Um, but that's the only thing I can really gather is that he kind of lost his uh his connection with his son, which was loosely there anyway. 
that's really reaching. Um, I I didn't know what he lost really, and I mean I'm skipping ahead towards the end, but he he suffered no consequences in this whole thing, even though he's the bad guy in this whole movie. He suffered well. Well, I mean I think the consequence is he he loses everything at the end. I mean everything he got through the stone was taken away once he once he uh, got rid of the wish because if he kept the wish, his son. Uh, well, I guess it's not really clear if his son would have died had he kept the wish. But uh, Wonder Woman at least convinced him that if you don't take all this away, you could lose your son. So if anything, um, he wasn't going to lose anything. It was just a good good mind trick uh, on Diana's part. I also feel like this was, that was a good opportunity to... Uh, not have a big CGI fi- CGI uh, fight scene, but having it be a mental thing. Um, so smart, well played. Uh, I guess I'd rather see that anyway um, than some rubbery, I don't know, rock guy fighting or so. That was interesting. Um, a good way to end it, I think. Um, Wait, hold, hold your horses. They did have a, a rubbery CGI fight right before that. <laughs> I forget what happened. I. It was against Cheetah. You don't remember that? <laughs> oh, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about his story arc. There, yeah, yeah. There was the whole Cheetah thing. Um, oh, that fight was so dumb. Oh, I, I kind of erased that from my mind. She didn't need to be in this movie. <laughs> no, she did not. Um, yeah, the, it, they just wanted to put her in here. Yeah, um, it was interesting seeing Kristen Wiig play this kind of character. She's usually, you know, the funny comedic relief altogether, but it's an interesting little story arc for her. Yeah. As an um, actress. Yeah, but, um, well, this isn't supposed to be funny, but there's this guy who uh, attacks her in the park before she even gets her powers, and Wonder Woman shows up out of nowhere, you know, just kicks the dude across the street. <laughs> um, and for, for some reason, she just lets her walk home by herself in the dark in the park. After she kicks the guy across the street, um, like there could be another guy that could have been creeping around. But after Cheetah gets her powers, or Christian Wig gets her powers, um, before she gets all the fur and whatever, um, the same guy is just lurking around where she works. And then she turns around and is like, oh, you're that guy. And then the guy, you know, he starts creeping again, and she just kicks him. His behind. I mean, she literally kicks him. I mean, she just starts destroying that dude. She almost killed him. Um, it was kind of funny to me. I don't know how everybody else took it, but um, she got kind of brutal with him. I think um, it could have been that. I, I don't know if it was meant to be funny or not. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think about all that kind of happened. If anything, I mean, it was like it was revenge gone too far, which they. I think accurately showed, um, you know, great power comes great responsibility. It doesn't mean you take out revenge necessarily on folks. Um, but I mean, it was, it was, it was a good little fight. Um, good for her. That wasn't a fight. I mean, no, I mean, he could, I mean, he, didn't have it. He, didn't, he couldn't fight back at all. <laughs> She threw him up against a truck and then stomped him. Right. The fact that he didn't he didn't die sooner was, if anything, a stretch. Because <laughs> Wonder Woman kicked him too. <laughs> right. He, he, sh- he Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if she was holding restraint or what, but um one or two punches, he definitely should have died. And that, that's the hard part about all these any 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 superhero film is there is no like real measure of strength, right? A punch could be through a wall or it could be to make a bloody nose. And it's like the same punch. It's like, how do we really, how do we really know that you just didn't crush that man's skull? Because I think you did. To turn his skull into liquid, his right. brain. <laughs> just on impact. But yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's just a little small thing. Um, this movie is all over the place, but let's let's rewind back to Wonder Woman, how she gets Steve Trevor. So um, she's at this party, and this random guy just 
starts bothering her. It's like, hey, Diana, um, I forgot the line that he used, but it was a familiar line from the last movie. And that's how she recognized him, even though he's in somebody else's body. She's like, oh, it's Steve Trevor. And just to give the audience that visual, they just use Chris Pine instead of the guy that, um, the body that he took over. Now, I felt like that was completely unnecessary to have just this random guy that he, he takes over his, his body. You could have just had Chris Pine just have his own body come back into 1984. Because now you just kick this guy out of his whole life. I mean, he's had a previous life or something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That there's a good way to do that. Um, I mean, bringing. I feel like if you bring Trevor back himself, my critique would have been, why isn't he a zombie? Like, that should have been that should have been the negative side of that wish. Uh, if you bring back his actual body, or why is he not in shock by all these things going on? So I thought it was a creative way of doing it. I mean, I forgot really until the end that he wasn't himself. Um, because if you if you blink or walk out of the room when they reveal that it's him and it's not him, his body, you wouldn't notice. Um, and but I think it was a very convenient way to put him back in the movie. Um, I mean, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why, but I don't think their their connection is all that that he needed to be back in the film for any of this. I mean, I feel like all of that they accomplished together as far as her growth and development could have done, could have been done through flashbacks. Um, I don't really think he had to be in the film at all. Um, for a number of I reasons, I, but I, he didn't need to be there. I think the main reason why he was there was to create the, you know, the, the love story, the love drama. And, and I guess it brings in a lot of women because they like Chris Pine. <laughs> and I think this is where it's it was a movie that had a super person in it, but it wasn't a superhero movie, right? Because that was such a big part of it. Um, letting go of that love was a bigger deal uh, than it needed to be. Um, I can't say that it wouldn't have been that way in the comics. I think different issues, different writers, you know, love stories have a different uh, effect on the character as a whole. I don't think it was necessary in this movie. If anything, it, some of the more boring parts, um, the montage of him, you know, in the 80s clothes wasn't funny. I, I, I mean, it's the 80s. We get it. Things are different. Um, we've all seen Back to the Future. We've all seen... Um, movies of this before it was nothing original um and yeah and it was i don't know I, it's hard for me to be honest it's hard to say that was one of the boring parts of the film i feel like overall I had the same tone so yeah <laughs> yeah um i feel like they, they should have they should have made a reason why this movie was in the 80s um like for example with guardians of the galaxy they, they use a lot of the music from around that time. Um, even it's a part of Star-Lord's character with the cassette tapes that he uses because um, his mother gave him that um, to remind him of her. And he used that as like a, something that he keeps close to him that gives him comfort. I mean, that's a part of his story. That's a part of who he is. But in this, it's just, you know, just to show off, it's because it's the 80s. Um, yeah, it wasn't really... Yeah, it was just a movie randomly placed in 1984. Nothing spectacular. I mean, so you you have I think about uh, Future Days of Past, uh, the X Men, going back in time. Um, actually, the time wasn't that important, but I don't know. I enjoyed that more. Um, maybe it's they didn't lean into as hard. I don't know. But this one. I mean, I forget that 1984 is in the title half the time I'm talking about this film because it really was irrelevant. At a random spot in time um, that we picked to have this story that could have happened whenever. It could, have, it, it could have been present day and nothing really would have changed. 
So I don't know why they didn't do it that way. If they did it present day, I wouldn't be as like, because there's this whole point that they made, I think, in uh, Justice League where she had vanished for years um, and no one really knows why. But she came back because of the love of her life. This is what she would have, he would have wanted her to do, I think, is what they were getting at. Um, but they could have did that if they, they filmed the film to be in 2018 or 2019, and it would have been just as interesting, um, if not more. So I'm not sure why it had to be the 80s. I guess the whole oil uh, storyline makes sense for the 80s, but it could have been something else. Yeah, it could have easily been something else, but um, it was just for the look. That that's all it was for. Um, I think if it, if it would have taken place in present time, it would make more sense to the overarching DC universe. I don't know if they still want to connect things or not, but I mean this this did a terrible job of trying to connect things because I mean, has she just um, disappeared from the face of the earth earth twice now? So she disappears for 70 years and then again for another 30 years or it's, it's, it's not even worth thinking about, but, um, no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's all very interesting. Uh, they do go to a lot of different places very quickly with people going from let's say what i'm trying to think where are they originally in 1984 that the place let's say they're in dc they're in washington dc because he's working at the smithsonian i believe okay oh yeah so they're in dc and then they go to somewhere in the middle east right and then (laughs) somewhere i don't know in africa or something there's like so many different places that they go in seconds, even though they established that we had to take a plane to get there, even though Wonder Woman, she can't travel like that that quickly. And uh, Christian Wiig's character does the same thing. They just go from place to place without any explanation. Yeah, I, I feel like in that way, it's all like Transformers. Like we just need to go across the country and across the ocean. We we'll just do it. Be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, and even with um Maxwell Lord, that guy, um the the villain, yeah. or one of the villains, he he goes from place to place whenever he uh becomes a stone and starts getting uh well granting wishes to other people and taking things in return. He's going from place to place very quickly. Um he even gets to get a meeting with the president of the United States somehow. Even though he he didn't get anybody to wish that, he he just so important he's able to get a meeting with the president, who is an idiot. I think he did wish that he got somebody to wish he didn't meet with. It. He, I think he did actually, because um, the president's like I don't even know you were on my schedule today, so I think he did get a wish for that. But I guess the I mean, how do you fix the timeline? I mean of traveling places they could have did like I guess uh, three hours later or, but that would have been tiresome i mean there's so many times they did it um and i definitely don't think they could have benefited from any more screen time of them showing them on planes and whatnot because it was already long enough um so i didn't mind it jumping around because i don't i didn't care to see more so that's true but it, it doesn't make for a great movie when you're doing that um at least when it comes to framing things in a in a time frame but also let whenever Maxwell Lord meets with the president. The president just has all his plans out for the nukes and everything. And um, he tells him they have this technology or, well, really satellites where they can overtake all the computers and um, TV screens around the world at once so they can communicate with everybody. And that's where Maxwell Lord is trying to get to so he can grant all the wishes to everybody in the world so he can take another thing from them but the president just allows him to do that um take that technology and he asked the president oh what do you wish for more nukes do you think a competent leader would ask for more more nukes 
Um, if it were Donald Trump, I think it would have happened sooner. So, <laughs> seemed logical to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> remember, things aren't the same anymore. This is well, this was 1984. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It would be crazy to think a president would say that, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so... So while Maxwell Lord is, you know, granting all these wishes, we have all this chaos going on in the background that I was just like, how did this even happen? It's like everybody's on the verge of war. Like, how did this all happen? It, it just started to become a huge mess. Um, I'm talking about the, mo- the movie. Yeah. But- yeah. I mean, they're really dipping into some really deep concepts um, with oil, U.S., um, protection, uh, alliance forces with the Soviet Union and Russia and who they back in Saudi Arabia and how that, it, it, I mean, it boils down to the fact, to the reasons we're in Iraq and at war <laughs> in Afghanistan, so it, protecting resources and oil. So they didn't, they, they I mean, they, they didn't, obviously didn't explain any of that and they kind of just jumped to all these countries picking sides and going to war. Um, but that's a really logical scenario um, with a shift in power in the Middle East over a country that supplies oil to the U.S. Um, or as a partner with the U.S. And the U.S. would pick if they want to follow up the new government or back the old government and, and fuel a revolution. And then countries to pick sides on who they want to back up. And if the U.S. and and and, uh, and Russia get on two different sides, then a nuclear war is bound to happen. It it's not a complete science, uh, but that's how it would happen. Hopefully, not within the span of ten minutes. But um, <laughs> th- that is the track that it would go on in real life. Ten minutes. Uh, it did kind of happen like that. It all happened like ten minutes. I'm like, wait, how how did this happen? Yeah, it's pretty much um, instant. Again, if you get up and go to the bathroom and come back, you, it's a different movie. Um, all of a sudden, it's like Michael Bay directed the last a good 20 minute chunk of that film uh <laughs> and i was waiting for the autobots to, to, to laugh <laughs> all those desert scenes i'm just waiting for that scorpion remember the scorpion decepticon in the first transformer but the, the, the one that would just go into anything what's that the one that will like go into somebody's body no no you're thinking about i'm talking about the very first transformers um, back when Tyrese was a main character, <laughs> <laughs> they were in the desert, and they were, oh yeah, yeah, that was the OG Transformers <laughs> when things weren't confusing. Um, I was waiting. No, they were still pretty confusing saying. back then too. That was it was so long ago. Oh, you just go back and look at it. That was so long ago. It was um, all over the place, yeah. but it still had a lot of good actors in it. It did. They had a lot of good actors in the first one. I mean that that bankroll for I mean th- that was how they got the movie out there. Then all of a sudden it was about product placements and just the Transformers, <laughs> um, and they kind of lost their way. But you go back and watch that first Transformers. The star list is studded. There's a lot of stars in that one. Yeah, Anthony yeah, Anderson was a big character in that one. Um, Bernie Mac he played a small role. Bernie but... Mac he's so bumpy. That's right. It was nice to see him. Yeah. Wow. Different time. Uh, better movie. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, with this one, with, with Wonder Woman 1984, um, I don't even think we've gotten into every single detail, but you, you can just tell us this, this movie's all over the place. And then and they wrap we, it up. I with, didn't really, we didn't even get into Cheetah's time. Cheetah doesn't matter in this. I mean, she matters in this, but for no reason. Like, it really forced. Really yeah, you forced. could have raised her from this movie. Um, but Cheetah, she does show up at the end with her new furry look, and she fights Wonder Woman in the dark. And, uh, you know, they go back and forth, and they end up in the water. And there's this electrical, this, this line that's been cut, and all these sparks are coming out of it. And it goes down into the water where Wonder Woman and Cheetah are both in, but it only electrocutes Cheetah. <laughs> Did you notice that? 
<laughs> I think I did. Um, but you know what? This film had a lot of issues, so I let it go at this point. Um, but yeah, she did let you underwater, and it did not affect her. And she was in a full metal suit, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Maybe that golden suit that you see in the trailer. Maybe she was, was wearing that in the water. Maybe maybe it wasn't what? conductive. No, I'm not buying that. <laughs> why, why would it only electrocute cheetah? Doesn't make wearing sense. any metal. Again, doesn't make sense. Like a lot of this film. Yeah, um, this is uh, Batman v Superman levels of of storytelling, but I don't think it's as bad as that one or Justice League. I mean, Justice League, I, I hate that movie, but this is not DC's best. Um, no. Uh, it's actually kind of hard to say what is their best. Um, as of recent, I mean, I wasn't high on it, but I guess the Joker was their the best one. Um, but do you have any other thoughts about Wonder Woman 1984? Before we <laughs> no, I, I think that I think the masses will enjoy it. Um, the comic book nerds won't as much. Uh, I feel like this wasn't as empowering as maybe the first one was, you know, the first female title um, superhero film. I feel like they really made that, they intentionally made that one very. Uh, female empowerment heavy. Um, and I guess not every film that stars a woman in comic books has to do that. Um, but I thought it was interesting this film didn't, to me, uh, go on that same thread, I guess. But, I mean, it's 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 a movie about Wonder Woman. She's in it. Uh, and he, it's what we got. I don't know. I've been disappointed by DC for a long time. If, if you all haven't been able to tell that, um, and and this one's right on par with how I feel about the entire franchise. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, this this is what they really dish out right here. Um, I think this is right right on the level of Birds of Prey. Um. And I wanted that one to be better, but it wasn't. Um, I was expecting this one to be better, but it's definitely not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's clearly not. Clearly not. And it seems, nobody on YouTube likes it that I've seen. <laughs> but, I haven't watched any reviews for it. Um, I probably will after this, but yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, just go ahead and watch it. Give, give it a watch. It's you know streaming at home for I think just thirty days on HBO Max. So uh, definitely give it a watch. But uh, let's go ahead and rate it. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how'd you rate the film Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four? You ever drive on the highway and see a McDonald's cup that's been ran over a couple times? Yeah, I feel like. This is that level of high class trash. I feel like there's so much promise that could be made uh, with with the character of Wonder Woman, with Gal Gadot, with the momentum of the first Wonder Woman. Um, they just dropped the ball. I mean, I yeah, I was not impressed. It's it's high trash. Um, I would. Dang. I wanted to say background noise, but I'm never turning this on. To be on HBO Max, uh, uh-uh. no, no. <laughs> well, the trash is going to keep coming because uh, the Justice League Snyder Cut is going to be coming on HBO Max. So no reason. Look out. <laughs> no reason. I don't want it. Uh, well, before I give my rating, you know, a lot of people are hyped about that Snyder Cut thing, and I, I mean, not—I don't think anybody has left us a, a podcast message yet. But um, 
just for a comment on YouTube that I saw. <laughs> uh, somebody had a recent comment on our Justice League trailer reaction video, and they said, oh, these guys don't, don't even know about the Snyder Cut. And, you know, I replied, I said, how's it going to be any better? And I haven't gotten a reply back yet, but still, there are people thinking that that, that movie is just going to be so much better because it gives us a, an extra, I don't know, an hour or two. Even though we saw with the same director with Batman versus Superman, the movie was still trash. I think so, I don't want- the Snyder Cut will be great as long as no one ever sees it. <laughs> But as soon as it comes out, it's going to be trash like the rest of them. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, they keep paying for trash. They're going to keep getting it. Um, but I'm not going to be as harsh as you for uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I'm going to give it a low background noise because most of this movie is background noise. Um, even though I did enjoy it in some parts, it's it's just way too long. Um I think the best fight scene is in the White House or somewhere in the White House. I, I don't know. Uh, it's whenever Wonder Woman's doing that, that whipping around and cheetah right before she becomes the furry cheetah, where right. she's fighting her. You know, Wonder Woman's losing her powers. You know, it shows some vulnerability. I, I kind of like that. She's not just overpowering, um, you know, them going back and forth. I thought that was the best fight. Um, I think. But uh, other than that, Black Panther being stripped of his powers fought better than she did. <laughs> I, I still like the fight scene, though. I think Iron Man, with only a mechanical hand and glasses, fought better than she did. Dang. What? You really did not like this movie. <laughs> I, I, the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. And I didn't think I li- didn't like it this much. So I started talking out loud. But it's like every good thing about it, I've seen it done better somewhere else. Even the eighties film styling, not even just comic movies, but other movies, just did it better. Yeah, I mean, this movie didn't break any ground. It didn't improve on anything. Um, really, it's just the movie. Um, really, I think that you could get some of the same experience with it as just background noise, just not even watching it. I mean, just watching it here and there, um, not even fully paying attention to it because. It's it's a mess. Um, hopefully, uh, what was it called? Black Widow will be much better. Even though I know that you are not really looking forward to that at all. I hope it's um, better than this. <laughs> gotta be better than this. Because <laughs> you were very low on that one. I was, and I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I think you will be. Um, I don't. I don't think Marvel has put out something like this before. No. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but I would say everybody still give it a watch. I mean, if you could use somebody else's HBO Max, but right. don't go out and buy it for this. No, I think, and I think the worst part of this film is the fact that it's on HBO Max and you can see how much the movie is left. That's the worst part. Because it's so long and so boring at times, you just check and you're like, there's another 30 minutes? <laughs> it's another hour? <laughs> For what? <laughs> I can tell what needs to happen next. And it don't take an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> I did find myself checking the time. I was like, dang, there's still at least an hour left? What else has to happen? <laughs> I mean, we're spending too much time with just Steve Trevor going off on these adventures and eating and flying through fireworks for no reason. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was just way too much. They they really needed to just get a move on. I think they just wanted to harp on this love story that just needed to be ripped off. You know, just rip the bandaid off. <laughs> and she had to do that at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I don't know if you fast forwarded, but there was a little cut scene. Um, it it didn't it didn't do anything. It didn't push movie for, forward at all. Um, but there is one. It's just a cameo from the original Wonder Woman in the cinematic universe, um, who calls herself Asteria, the person who Wonder Woman looks up to, who fights in that golden suit. 
um, which is which was the second callback to that twenty minute scene that probably ten percent of the viewers actually watched. So there you go. <laughs> you know, um, well, once I started watching some reviews on YouTube, some people mentioned that I was like, "Wait a minute, I forgot about that scene." That was literally the first scene in the movie. I was like, wait a minute, that did happen. <laughs> Feels like a different film. Yeah. Like a trailer it, for something not, else for a better movie. For maybe Gladiator or something? Yes. Or, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like his, his daughter or something? I don't know. The real but, Wonder Woman, please stand up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they have already greenlit a Wonder Woman 3. Um, I'm not sure if that says that this movie has gotten a lot of viewers on HBO Max, but they have greenlit uh, Wonder Woman 3. What year do you want to be placed in? Uh, hopefully present time so they don't mess up their timeline anymore. Now I'm going to go for um, 2007. I want Black Eyed Peas represented on the soundtrack. <laughs> Get it started and I... <laughs> That is the opening scene. <laughs> you said 2008. I'm so 2000. No, you said 2000 and late. I'm so 2008. Needs to be a highlight moment in the next film. Do it for free. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Get some black eyed peas in there. Uh, you know, eventually they're, they're going to have to do some. Some 2000s themes or something like that. They might stop at 1999. Y2K, end of the world. She's going to save the day. I just wrote the next film. Look at that. It's already better than this one. Already. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but um, any other thoughts about Wonder Woman? No. No more thoughts. I think they... They explain how she can fly by not really explaining it, but she doesn't do it in the other movies, so it's stupid. Um, and how she makes her invisible invisible jet, um, not explained, but pretty neat. Um, not sure how, that's in, how invisible jets work, though, as it went off the radar. Um, but yeah, other than that, I would say if you're bored and you have HBO Max, go ahead and use that subscription and pay f- you're paying for it and watch it. Um, if you don't have HBO Max, words to the wise, they do not do free trials anymore. They stopped that in December. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it looks like DC is going to have a lot of their releases on HBO Max. You know, I, um, I could go on a whole video rant on all these platform streaming services and... Uh, and why it's worse than cable for your wallet, at least. I I, I know where you're going with it, um, but we can probably get on that on a, another, yeah. another podcast. Right, right. <laughs> um, but that's it for AM Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And also send us a message on our message link so you can get featured on the podcast and thanks for listening